Welcome to Small Town Stories, where local librarians host discussions with members of our community, past and present. Princeton is located in southeastern North Carolina, population nearing 1,400 people. Our little town is growing, and our hope with this podcast is to connect friends and neighbors. Join us now as we collect and share our local stories, embracing life and our little spot in this world. So we decided last night yep. to do a podcast, and now we're all here. Was that yesterday? It feels like it was yesterday. Yes, was, was it? Yeah, was the meeting it was yesterday? Thursday it, was it was Thursday. Thursday night. Thursday night. And so. today is it's Saturday, Saturday for the record. Yes. <laughs> okay. But and we haven't stopped thinking about it since Yeah. Before. No, we have not. And it's kind of a passion project for the three bit. of us. Now we're going to run with it. So what's yeah. your what's your big goal for it? For this podcast, I think my big goal is for the same of anything I do in my community is to bring people in our community together for neighbors to get to know one another and for us to, that live here in this wonderful little town to, you know, have a more of an ownership and a sense of place and belonging by getting to know the people that are here and mm-hmm. the places that are here. Yeah. And what about you, Landon? I feel like goal number one is to get people to listen. <laughs> yeah, not like to get people on. But like Hilda said, it's definitely about getting to know the people in the town, you know? And I have people who I know would listen to it. And getting to know some of the people that we eventually have on, they'll get to know those people too, which is a big benefit. But I also think it's a good tool to just talk about stuff that we're into. Having times where we just talk about books that we're into, which I, I really want to do. Yes, um, I think we all can agree yeah. that we want to talk about books on this podcast. Yes. Not all the time, but mm-hmm. definitely because but we I'm are excited a library. To share. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are. I'm looking forward to learning more about the history of the town mm-hmm. because I've been here for 12 years now and I keep getting bits and pieces mm-hmm. from people I meet in town, but I really want the full story, and there's there's a lot I'm missing I know about. Mm-hmm. We have a very rich community here. We do. I feel the same, honestly. I've lived here my whole life, and I feel like I've only recently started to get into it. I mean, since I started working here, and that's kind of expanded, like, starting to learn more about like, I didn't know half the people that walked through the store, you know? We so. are at the library. So yeah. that's what landed that's a good, that's a good point. To yeah, the, uh, the library door. door, and we just moved into the space in September of 2023. We have had the excitement of people coming to visit us, so we've gotten to know mm-hmm. a lot more people in the community since we've moved. We'll give more on the history of the library on another podcast. That would mm-hmm. be good. That's a good project. That would be a good podcast theme, yeah. like yeah. just the history of our library. We're we'll have to get Miss Hope on that one. Yeah. So, Landon, how long, you said that you've lived here your whole life. Mm-hmm. Did your mother bring you home from the hospital to a house in Princeton? Yes. So, I forget where, because we moved but, but when I was little. But you've been in but... Princeton, so how many years is that? Okay. Almost 20. That's so you've been here longer than me. Yeah, I guess you so. You should know all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. This is, this is our twenty-second year of living in Princeton. God dang, so Hilda's got me I beat. I have to beat by a couple of years. Dang. I mean, you have the oldest house in Princeton, though, so you kind of got it by default. Yes, I did not have it 
until recently mm. because there was a house that was um, built in the 1820s, I think, but it had it had to be demolished. I was about to say, what happened to it? Wasn't that the founder of the Princeton, his house, and yes. nobody wanted to do the, like, I think it was, it was just too much. I think form. a lot of people wanted to, but they just couldn't, could not do it. Hmm. Um, and it was on the historic registry. Yeah, and I about that. The, the story I was told was that the man who built that house laid out the town of Princeton on his property. Oh. And um, Marco and I actually considered buying it several years ago and selling our house and moving into that one just because, but it was too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had too many children. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. I didn't know about that house, honestly. When, when was that? Did it get demolished? It was sometime last year. It was oh, really? Okay. Dang. It might have been the year before. It might have been 2022. Are y'all the type of people who make reading goals for yourselves every year? Like, I'm going to read 10 books this year, or I'm going to finally get through with the Harry Potter series. <laughs> so for me, usually no because I'm going to admit I'm not a massive reader anymore. I used to be. And for this year, I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to get back into like reading as like a serious hobby because I've neglected it for a while. So that's kind of, so not usually I don't make a reading goal for the year, but this year I have a reading goal of just getting back into it. So I've been thinking about getting into like Discworld um, from Terry Pratchett. Yes. I have a friend who's super into it, and he's recommended it to me highly. So I'm just looking yes. in that area right now. And I will encourage you that when you do start reading Terry Pratchett, to mm -hmm. please come and tell me about it uh -huh. and share the stories. Because I read We Free Men was the first and only one I've read so far, mm -hmm. and it was so good. Mm -hmm. And I don't have time to read them all, so I'd like to hear There's about them There's a lot. From you. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear about them from you. And in your defense, you do have school, mm -hmm. <laughs> which you have a lot of reading. And a lot of textbooks. A lot of textbook reading. Which is so not I a pleasant think, reading experience. I think your goal is very obtainable. Mm -hmm. It's very good that you're starting small and not saying, I need to read X amount of books mm -hmm. or this much. That you just, I think you have a very attainable My goal, goal is to read. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a series picked out, so that's yeah. great. I, I'm struggling to find where to start, which that's a whole thing, where to start in the Discworld series. I recommend We Free Men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, I've, I've heard of that one, and then a lot of people suggest starting with the first book that he wrote, which is The Color of Magic, which is where I think I'm going to start, but I've seen people say not to start there as well because like it's not as good as like the later stuff, it's but like it was his first book, I think. the first book of somebody. Mm -hmm. So, well, I think We Free Men is a good place to start because it's the first in the Tiffany. It's like one of his little series? Yes, or? it's the first that introduces the character Tiffany. At mm. least that's what I read on the back of the book. Okay. All right, veering away from that tangent, what is your reading goal, Hilda, if you have one? Well, I used to never set a reading goal. Um, I've been an avid reader since I was about 12 years old and mm -hmm. would just read, read, read. But... In years past, I have set actual reading goals, like these are the books I want to read this mm -hmm. year. And um, 
some years I follow like a reading challenge. Mm -hmm. Other years I just decide I want to. Like one year I wanted to read a lot of Russian classics. And one year, this last year I read a lot of like fluff, easy, a fun, um, soft romances just because I wanted to read them and they were fun. And I uh -huh. haven't read that since I was in my 20s. But I do set a number goal now of about mm. 75 to 100. <laughs> See, that sounds crazy to but me. But <laughs> I do count children's books okay. because they do count. Yeah. And I love reading children's books and I'll read those until I'm... See, for me, I don't think a number no, goal like would be a attainable. Not like a picture book. Well, I mean, you can. Mm -hmm. I think a picture book can count 100% a whole book. Because... I imagined like Magic Treehouse. <laughs> yeah. Like, like children, like We Freeman to me is a children's mm -hmm. book. And I it's for younger people. Reading. Mm -hmm. I, it, they don't have to be grown up books to count. What about you, Amy? Um, I used to set reading goals. And my, it was just, you know, read one more book than what you read the previous year. That's and, awesome. Um, so that, it just kept growing and growing. And then I had kids and then I didn't read anything. And Did so you now, read to them? No, I'm talking about like when they were just born, oh. they were babies. I was tired. <laughs> yeah, was understandable. I, I was lucky to read a magazine or get off Facebook. Um, so... But now that it, they're older and stuff, Should I'm, they I'm read? trying to read more books for me because it's been reading for them for so many years. Just, mm. I'm getting back into it. But I've already maybe read three should, this year. Maybe so we doing should good. Read, it's fairly early, early February. Maybe we should read Terry Pratchett's first book together and do Ooh. a podcast episode. Do like a that. Color of Magic yes, podcast. That would be fun. I'd be down. That would definitely peer pressure me into reading it. But we do it in <laughs> your time. Hmm. I need to order it or to get it through the library system. But you can. Yeah, yeah I'm here. You work here. Yeah. <laughs> you can go pick it up yourself. Okay. That's actually a good idea, I think. So what else do you have for us? One more question. What, in your opinion, where's the best place to go in Princeton? And you don't have to say library. I'm not going to fire you. <laughs> We're being held the against library. our will. <laughs> My house. <laughs> See, yeah. I, love my house. I also love my house. But other than home, I guess right now my most favorite place to go is the coffee shop because mm -hmm. that's that's the like the hub of connection that we have in Princeton. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna have to say the coffee shop too. I mean, I go there far too much. <laughs> I mean, and I've spent um, like entire like early afternoons just doing homework or just hanging out there it's just a good atmosphere i set one of my goals one of my habits was reading at the library mm -hmm. like trying to go and bring my laptop or bring a book and just spending time because here i was in this big old house and i wasn't connecting with anybody even though i was in the heart of downtown mm -hmm. So I said, I need to get out so I can meet more people. Mm -hmm. And what better way to do that than to go to the coffee shop? This was whenever we did not have, we weren't here. Even though I was working at the library, nobody came. So yeah. <laughs> location. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll get back to that. <laughs> we mm -hmm. definitely need Future to history, history podcast. So I made a habit of going to the coffee shop at least once a week. 
and um, that really helped me get to meet people and get to know people and be out there in the community. This episode is not brought to you by the coffee shop, but <laughs> we're open to all solicitations. <laughs> Like they could see a logo cup right now if we were drinking mm-hmm. downtown Java. So oh, oh, the name drop. Oh, name drop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, unless our, what is their Wi-Fi is something like our town or my town Java. My town or yeah. my middle town. I love the my, Wi-Fi. My till Java. So unless y'all want to close it here, I have a question that briefly came up. Okay. okay. Um, you mentioned like bringing your laptop for reading. What do y'all think about digital versus physical reading? Well, I love, if I'm reading words off of a page, Mm -hmm. I want to read it in an actual book. Mm -hmm. But I have enjoyed podcasts or audiobooks a lot more recently. Mm -hmm. I had to, like, here we are. When I first started doing that, I was like, you're not really reading. And I had to. (laughs) But then I was like, hold on. This is the way stories were meant to be told. Mm -hmm. Vocally. Exactly. So, that's how stories were intended to be. So, if I stare at a screen too long, my eyes hurt. Mm-hmm. If you look at reading history, reading one person zoning in on a story by themselves is rel- is a relatively modern yeah. thing and a modern idea. So, throughout history, oral storytelling um, was how people, you know, heard stories mm-hmm. and. For an author to write, I often think now, I wonder if authors think about the individual that they're writing to instead of the masses, because that's how we read individually now. I never thought about that. that that's, a, that's an interesting way to take that. Because yeah, I was thinking about reading on like a Kindle, but like listening, you're all right. So I was a hard, to answer your question, I was a hard, I need a physical book in my hand person. And mm-hmm. I lo- it, my favorite way to read is curled up on a couch with a bendy paperback. And I know uh-huh. some people will be like, oh, you know. <laughs> like, to me, that's what paperbacks are for. Paperbacks are for comfort. A hardback is for longevity on a shelf. A hardback with a dust jacket cover is for to pass down to your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. A paperback is for taking to the beach. It's for being comfortable and bendy and dog-earing corners and things like that. That's that's me. And I know a lot of people will be like, <gasps> Well, the dog-ear debate. <laughs> but I, only, I have limited shelf space in my house. And I, just last year, I invested in my very first Kindle. I had tried the Kindle app, and I didn't like that. And I read <laughs> multiple books on the Paperlite. And it wasn't as hard. It was mm-hmm. so compact. So when I went to Pittsburgh for two weeks, instead of my usual packing five or six to ten books in my suitcase, because I don't know what mood I'm going to be in, I just loaded them on my Kindle, and it was so much easier. I still prefer reading out of a book, but I can see see the use of that as a tool. And I 100% agree, audiobooks are real books, and I have found out late in life that I do better with listening to books. I get, I've been listened, I've listened to several books that's like the second reading and it's like the book just comes alive <laughs> so much more when someone's reading it well and mm-hmm. reading it passionately. I've enjoyed books that I didn't enjoy quite as much when I read it myself. <laughs> Especially one case in point, the, um, 
the incorrigible children of Ashton Place. If you have not read that or listened to that, I read the first book and it was so delightful that I decided to download the audible version of the second book. And the characters, the person that read that, the narrator, made those characters come alive in a way that my limited imagination uh-huh. could not do. <laughs> and she made the book even more amazing and the characters even more amazing. And they're just, I have shared that with so many friends and they're like blown away by how well this person reads Mm-hmm. these characters and the voices like in this story children are raised by wolves and they have a wolf voice so when I'm reading it in the book I'm just thinking oh, oh, oh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she's a narrator and she's like oh. I'm just like that's how it's supposed to be read that's how it's supposed to be in my imagination mm-hmm. so audiobooks are pretty amazing I think yeah. What about you, Landon? Do you have an opinion one way or the other? Um, on audio book? I think I definitely prefer the audio format, honestly. I run into, like you said, if I'm looking at like a screen too long, my eyes, they just glaze over and we're done for the day. I'm not going to get anything out of this. Um, but even like my textbooks for school, like the digital ones, they'll have, it's like a robot, but they'll have these little digital narrators. <laughs> listen to those i go to sleep they're not they're not amazing they're not as amazing as your lady but um i find it better than just staring as you listen to the automated voice you don't i just stare off into space yeah do you retain the information sometimes i'll have to like backspace you know if they like say something a little weird and turn up the volume like what what did you say but i honestly think i retain the information better than just reading because unless I'm getting really sucked into a book, because sometimes you'll read a book and it's like you're just imagining a movie, you mm-hmm. know, and that's wonderful. But if a book isn't doing that for you, you know, you ever get that experience where you're reading and then you realize you I'm out. just looking at a piece of paper <laughs> and there's nothing here, you know. I've had to restart. I have to have complete focus and I have to have started over the same paragraph a thousand times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, but I don't get that when I'm listening, which is nice, you know. And plus, I can just pause it, pause it, save it, put it away, not worry about it until the next time I'm in the mood. And the book, you gotta outrage some people, dog gear, because I'm I'm a dog gear guy. I don't I don't keep up can with book bookmarks. Can we touch on that topic then? Dog ears or. Do you write in your books? In pencil, yes. Now, not in an pencil. antique book. And not yeah. a book that I know is of high value. Mm-hmm. I will not. I mean, I can see the value in annotations, but it's not something I've done personally. That's not in, like, a school physical textbook where they're like, highlight this section of Macbeth. You Almost know, like, every okay. nonfiction book that I read will have annotations and will have underlines mm-hmm. and will have markings and dog ears. And because I, I think of it as like a learning tool Mm -hmm. Um, especially if it's a paper bag like you said like this is kind of just me to mold yeah in fiction books I will mark where there's something that stands out to me that I want to copy down into my journal like sentences that just take my breath away or that I relate to or that make me think about something else so yeah yeah, I write in books how destructive are you doing your books in my you, yeah, true, no, don't, don't do that to library books. <laughs> we are talking about our personally owned property 
not library books. Don't and not don't other damage books. library books. Yes. <laughs> don't do that. I will take notes in my books. I just get a lot of pieces of paper to put in if you want to remember a page in a library mm -hmm. book. Or if you're crazy, just remember the page number. Sticky notes. <laughs> yeah. Sticky, sticky yeah, notes. sticky notes. Some, if it's not old. Because I've accidentally put a sticky note in an old book and been like, <gasps> it's like fuzzy. No. Yes. Oh, no. I don't like That's bad. Yeah. So writing in books is approved by your librarians, just not ours. Yeah. No. Don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> write in your books, not our books. If you do that, you will have to pay for them. Um, well, we're coming up on 22 minutes. Has anybody else got anything? What were some of your other questions? Um. 22 minutes is crazy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> 2020, 2020, top book recommendation. Top book recommendation? Yes. I cannot answer that. Because I've I already got, to, just I'd in this conversation, to, I've got two that I need to read before I'm I'd have to know what, what your genre that mm -hmm. you prefer is, or what you're looking for. Um, book recommendations are personal. Yes. It's a personal thing. There's so, not one that you would say you've got to read this before you die. Like, I'm gonna, like, <laughs> this book is magical. It's life changing. It will spiritually carry you. Um, I don't know. Oh, it's like when somebody asks you your favorite movie, and every movie you've ever seen just leaves your mind. It's like, have I read a book before? Maybe. <laughs> hmm. Maybe that can be a next episode thing. Give us some yeah, time I to don't think. Know. I mean, like, I feel like that if you have not. If you consider yourself a reader and you have not read like something epic like The Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. or something like that, then you should. You're not widely enough read. Mm -hmm. Like you haven't read widely enough. Yeah, there's some things that like you just it's not required reading. I mean, read what you want, but it's like not not if you like it or not. I mean, you know, you don't have to like it, mm -hmm. but because it's something that's so widely read and discussed mm -hmm. and loved and known and it's so deep and there's so much to get out of it. It's good for the reading culture, you know, yes. if you want to get into it, to like read big things. It's something that you can, most readers will have some reference to, mm -hmm. at least The Hobbit, you know. Mm -hmm. Have well, you read any of it? No. You haven't? <laughs> have you watched the movies? I've watched maybe one of the movies, yeah. You've only watched. Oh were my gosh. Not anywhere as good. But now well, yeah, so that's, that's its own discussion. So but yeah, the books are great. I mean, I like the Narnia. I like the the Narnia books better because I am a light, happy kind of person, and there was so much depth, and there was darkness mm -hmm. in Narnia, but it was still a light mm -hmm. book. It was a light series. It was, it was deep, but it was light, and Lord of the Rings is deep, and mm -hmm. it has some darkness, but it's good. Mm -hmm. All right, so the Lord of the Rings. Well, I would say read sci-fi. <laughs> uh, color Magic. Say, yeah. And We Free Man. That's just, well, that's all the same yeah. author, mm -hmm. Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. Read Terry Pratchett. The Incorrigible Children of Ashton of, Place. All yeah. of this is like fantasy, and I've found out I like that. Mm-hmm. Fantasy is a great genre because it's literally just the setting. You can do anything else. Like, <laughs> you can put whatever you want in the fantasy. Well, is that everything for everybody? I think that's good for today. All right. This has 
been Small Town Stories brought to you by the passionate individuals at Princeton Public Library. If there is someone connected to Princeton you would like to hear interviewed, send us an email. We love connecting with each other and our community and hope you will join us next time.